Well, uh, we promised that we're going to get into that second watch night. I don't know if you've seen uh, The Prince of Egypt, mm-hmm. uh, the great uh, uh, Spielberg. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's a cartoon. Great uh, cast of voices, great, uh, great all the way around. But still, one the best movie on the Passover ever in the history of movies. Then you can go back and the great music, the story, it's just a brilliant work. We always tend to watch that on Passover just because it stirs you up. But the music, especially, and you're coming in there, come, they're leaving millions of people free, getting ready to go through the Red Sea. I mean, it's just all so exciting. But that's the shadow, remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the Passover it's just that's the that's just to get you ready. To that's say, the precursor. Keep, keep yeah. your eye on the man right now. You're looking at <laughs> Moses, but yeah. someone else is coming. The next Moses, the next David. That one's the one you keep your eyes on. So this guy, he's on the cross, and it's of course Yeshua, Jesus. And right now, third hour, but at three o'clock, they would take him down, and prepare him for his burial, and they have to get done because it's Passover, and they have to prepare the Passover meal and eat it. So he's out of sight. Jesus. Yeshua is in the grave, let's say Hades, all right? Yeah. Say what it is. He's in Hades for three days. What's happening during those days? Yeah. Ephesians 4. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and he gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean? Except that he also descended into the lower earthly regions. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. So we know in this moment here, he's preaching, and there's other verses beyond this one, but he's preaching to the captives. So we know where these captives are at. They're in Hades from Adam and Eve to Moses and all the rest. They've all been in Hades. For over some of these 4,000 years, they've been waiting. Now, he's got to fulfill 353 prophecies. <laughs> all mm. of these prophets, they're in the room. They're all in Hades together. Everyone who had died since the time of Adam and Eve are there in Hades. And Yeshua, Jesus, is now preaching to them. See, he's on a mission. You've got to fulfill a 4,000-year-old promise that he made to Adam and Eve. Imagine when they watched him walk into that room, watched him walk into Hades. That dark place where, you know, Eve had thought of her failure for millenniums. Everyone recognizes her and Adam. You're the cause of every death. <laughs> <laughs> because, How hey, dare you? They don't get invited to any dinners. As promised, he comes and that snake has been crushed. Every woman who will now come after you, death no longer holds victory over them. There's a new garden coming. One tree, no snakes. Uh, and he is, they all have one job. You now have to reveal who I am, essentially. Now, re- now remember, a synagogue isn't like a church. We're used to sitting there and we hear a sermon. That is not how a synagogue works. It's a discussion, like we would have. The room is filled with the prophets who declared 353 different ways that Jesus fulfilled. So you have in this discussion, John the Baptist, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He's there, lost his head for it, and his prophecy's been declared, and now this man stands there in Hades. Adam and Eve, well, they were the first eyewitnesses. They walked with him in the garden. Moses, well, Yeshua is the one that made his face shine. He met him on the mountain. Shadrach, Meshach, you just could go on. Surely share how he was the one who walked with him in the fire. David would remember that vision. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count on my bones. They'd look at me, stare at me. They'd find my garments among them. And from my clothing, they cast lots. I mean, he's been sitting there watching from Hades. 
Isaiah would surely say, he's the one born of a virgin, born our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we seemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was upon by stripes we were healed, and on and on it would go. It's a three-day long sermon so that millions who've longed to worship Jesus can finally do it. But eventually it has to end because Jesus has a job to do. He's the real high priest. Three days have gone by. It's now the Feast of First Fruits. Every family brings a portion of their harvest to the priests. What a day. It was forbidden to eat from the crop until this portion had been offered, right? Right. So they're, that's the barley harvest. They're waiting to make bread. The priests have all got up early. They went into the fields to offer the wave offering. They hold up sheaves of barley and wave them towards heaven to thank God for his provision that will come this year. Now listen to Matthew 27, because now uh, they had to get this second hand because they're all hiding out, right? The apostles, mm-hmm. they're scared to death. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people, the saints, who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. So these saints of old are now the first harvest. They've been waiting for this moment when they could walk with God in their purpose. When Jesus stepped out of the grave, the gravestones on the Mount of Olives, all of them began to shake as dead men walked around Jerusalem on their way to heaven with Jesus. Yeah. This is the next exodus, you see? Mm-hmm. This, ironically, all of these guys were part of the first exodus, and they've just been waiting <laughs> to, to finally to get to a promised land because they didn't get to go to the promised land, but now this promised land won't ever leave them. So it's the Feast of First Fruits. Um, the verse says that the saints were appearing to people, right? So let me ask you this. You've, you've got about a 1,500-year span there. How do they recognize Moses and the rest of them to know they were saints? Well, they've been dead for so long, and they just met Yeshua Jesus. I'm pretty sure they couldn't stop preaching. You know? <laughs> They're probably glowing a little bit, too. <laughs> Thousands of priests are in the field. They're waving sheaves of barley. And for the first time, millions of resurrected dead people are in the field. They're all waving back. And it's just like it's the dream come true. Parents had just told their story, their kids, the story of Moses and Joshua and Jericho at their seders. And suddenly there's an earthquake. Rocks are falling. Dead people are walking around them. The living are standing in the field with barley in their hands and all the real historic people from the first Passover in Egypt and every saint since they're celebrating their resurrection. See, Jesus stays in the cemetery long enough to tell Mary, don't touch me. I haven't gone to the Father yet. So we know he has has something to do before the rest of the things he has to do. Mm. He has to present the first fruits wave offering. He's the high priest. But he waits because they aren't the only first fruits. Mary and the disciple are first fruits, and he wants them to know he'll be right back. So he waits. First Corinthians 15, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Wow. See, he's the real high priest. So all the dead people are his wave offering that he's taking into the field to present to the Father, and he's going to bring them into the heavens before he comes back. Mm. So picture Exodus 12 as the host of Jehovah leave Egypt from the promised land. Read it to you again. And it came to pass at the end of 430 years on that very same day, it came to pass that all the armies of Jehovah went out from the land of Egypt. 1,500 years later, on the very same day, all the host, mm. all those belonging to Jehovah, over 4,000 years, come out from the land 
of their oppression. Yeah. The same host is now leaving Hades for heaven, where Moses could not lead them. (laughs) Yeshua Jesus has. The promised land with no sorrows, just a short walk away. Now let's fast forward 50 days to Pentecost. Because you got to ask the question sometimes. We wonder why thousands were saved at Pentecost a month or so later, why a great revival breaks out that, that led to persecution. Just when they finally got the walking dead out of their minds, you know, <laughs> they come back for the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Pentecost. What and, a picture you just painted, by the I way. Mean, there's just <laughs> dead people everywhere. Yeah. And what do they see in the streets? It's, it's now Pentecost. Jews are now running everywhere. Early in the morning, they're speaking foreign languages, and they have flames, flames of fire. Tongue flames on their heads, and yeah. And they're thinking, we're we not coming back to Jerusalem. This is getting crazy. <laughs> I, think, I think the walking dead owes some royalties to uh, the Bible. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> we certainly do it better. Yeah. So Peter gets up to preach. Not surprisingly, uh, he's feeling rather bold in his sermon. A little bit. You killed Jesus. Repent and be baptized. And the crowd's only reasonable response is, yes, please. I mean, what in the world? They have had a rough couple of months. Yeah. This day, this night, three days in the future, and it just tends to be on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Remember, don't just look for one tomb to open. I mean, that's a great story. Yeah. But the the real story is that there's more hope to Jesus' resurrection than him coming out of a tomb. He opened every tomb, and he'll open your tomb. See, that's the best story. I mean, I love that he came out of the grave, but I love that I don't even have a I don't even have a headstone yet, and he already moved it. Mm. I mm. love that they can't keep me in a grave can't because I've already got a place to go. Mm. Can't hold my body down. You can't. That the song and says. That's, so Passover and the resurrection, they go yeah. to, they go together rather well. Wow. All right. So tease us. What was how are we going to wrap this thing up? One more Exodus. One more. There's always another one. Is it <laughs> with me? 